Alrighty, everybody. Hello and welcome back to Deputies of Christ. I wanted to take a minute and give a little report on first week of Academy. Um, this was my end of my first week. Started Tuesday. I had Monday off for the holiday, um, which is nice. You kind of got a little breather. You got to figure out what it was like and then get a breather before you went back down for the long haul, which is cool. But it was good. Uh, our class is a little over 20 people. Um, and then we've got our, our instructors who we met some of. We have a whole handful. It's kind of cool how they, how they do it. A lot of the instructors that you see are actually your... Um, deputy sergeants and captains from the agencies that you'll be working for. So it's kind of cool to see people you know teaching or know that the people that are teaching you're going to get to know better in the future, which is cool. So um, it was good. It was, it was pretty eye-opening. Um, first day orientation, pretty basic stuff. And then they threw us into a lot of PT the second day. <laughs> and on the schedule, it's literally called just, quote, day two. And, quote. and you should know right then there, then and there that it's a thing, but you don't really know until you do it. But it's a uh, I forget exactly how they described it, but it's the make you wish you were dead by death day. Uh, they took you out. And it was funny, like the whole day we went out to high school and the whole day was PT, but it was a lot of testing. So it's a lot of everything's done one person at a time. And so like the time that I was actually being physically exerted was probably 30 minutes, like literally 30 minutes of the whole nine hour day. And the rest of it, I was just stretching and standing and waiting. But those 30 minutes were very exhausting. I mean, I've never done, I've still never done a workout like that. That was, that was very intense. I mean, you were pushing two ton cars, you were jumping over six foot walls, you were sprinting, lunging, sprinting, bear crawling, sprinting, carrying 60 pounds, up downstairs, up downstairs, up downstairs, backpedal, sprint, backpedal, fight somebody, punch somebody, throw 30 pound balls, 30 feet. Uh, and then like the last of the last exercise they have you do is you get down on the mat and somebody in pads gets on top of you and starts punching you in the face and you got to defend yourself. And at that point you're totally exhausted. So, um, it's real good experience. The whole point of the day was to really push you, not not break you, but push you a little past the limit you thought you had to just show you exactly what this life is like and what the physical aspect can be. It's not, I heard one of the guys in one of the first talks we had talking about nutrition and exercise. He was saying that CrossFit is his favorite workout regime. Um, and a lot of people like to diss on CrossFit, but he thinks it fits law enforcement best because um, we're not doing marathon running we're not doing a lot of endurance work we have to be able to do endurance but you don't want to either be able to do uh, you don't want to be like really strong with no endurance but you also don't want to be super great endurance but no strength you've got to be right there in the middle because we're expected to go from sitting in a car doing nothing to um, full out sprinting chasing a criminal for two minutes to punching him in the face to sitting back in a car you've got to be able to uh, adapt to those different energy levels very quickly. So he really likes CrossFit because it's all about the adrenaline and heart rate jumping and then spiking and then going back down and jumping and spiking and all this. So that was very interesting, and that's what a lot of that day was, was just a lot of spontaneous, very quick action, which was good. Um, so that was that was Tuesday. Um, and then we started... We actually started some lectures um on you know kind of just kind of basic stress management and stuff a lot a lot of basic fundamentals it wasn't until yesterday that we actually started scraping the surface on some law discussion which i'm super excited for i'm so excited for law um which is not what i thought i'd say but i kind of look forward to getting into the nitty excuse me the nitty-gritty on that stuff but uh, it was good they really wore us out it was a very physically exhausting week but obviously it'll just keep getting worse that's one of those things like it was tiring, but I'm not, I wasn't done. When I got home, I could have done more if I needed to. I just a little low on energy. So, um, it's good. It's, uh, it's going well. We got 19 weeks left and, uh, yeah, the classmates are real good. We're all real supportive. Um, there's got a couple study groups going. I don't really know what all to say. Um, 
I'm man. I'm glad they let me take notes on the computer. Each each department issues their uh, cadets' computers for academy because all the test work and stuff is done on laptops, and uh, they let you take notes on it. And boy, howdy, am I glad because that first talk we had, or not the first talk, I think it was yesterday. Um, in the four-hour lecture, I took 11 and a half pages of notes. Actually, it was 12 and a half pages of notes. Um, and I wasn't even spell-checking. I wasn't doing grammar. I was just typing new line type, new line type, um, which is actually really good. That's a good good work procedure because I do that. And then when I come home that night and get settled down, I go back and I go through back all my notes or back through all my notes, fix my typos, get my grammar together, get it so that to the point that later I can work look back and be like, oh, that's what I meant. Not like, wait, what? Is, okay. Um, but that was good. I got all that done. Um, that's kind of become my normal regime now is we'll see how it goes in the future, but when I'm at class, I'm just taking notes. And then when I get home, I go back through and edit all my notes and then, uh, make flashcards or however I want to study the material in the future. And then that's kind of it for the day, which is good. I mean, that usually keeps me busy till 930, 945. And by that time it's time to get ready and go to bed. So I'm up at 530 every morning. So I like to, you know, especially with how physical we're being, it's good to be able to be sure you're getting a good night's sleep. Um, so yeah, my first test is going to be next week, so I'm getting ready to study for that. And other than that, it's going good. It's I, I enjoy parts of it. It's definitely an emotional roller coaster. Sometimes you're just like, oh, this is great, I love it. And sometimes you're like, seriously, I have to do this right now? I feel like I'm about to die. Which is realistic, so I guess that's good. Um, but it's good, and I will... Yeah, I don't know what updates will be like. I don't know what podcast world will be like, but I'll keep doing what I can. And we will go with that, so... Thanks all for chiming in and talk to you later. Okay, so I realized just exactly how um, short that episode was and was like, I know it's a bonus episode, but I really want it to be longer than five minutes. So I'm going to try and talk for a few minutes longer. I'm going to try. It's kind of hard for me to talk because I don't want to talk about a whole lot of specifics on what I'm doing. I'm not, not really supposed to, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spoil the experience for anybody else who goes through behind me. But there is, there are some things that I can talk about. I mean, I'm not talking any tactics yet other than like a little defensive tactics. There's nothing like confidential, quote unquote, that we're going through right now. It's all just legal stuff. Um, so let's see here. I already went through orientation day and then that was Tuesday. Then Wednesday was the day two, quote unquote. Um, and then... Thursday, we actually started going into talk, talked about stress management and um, preparing for survival, just kind of like preparing you physically, mentally, having your support groups, all that kind of stuff. And then stress management is, it's amazing how much that stuff goes back to eating healthy and exercise. They really tried to pound that in on us this week, which is good. It's true. And some of the guys, I mean, some, I don't, I'm not trying to bash any recruits, but you know, some of them, we've got a couple ex-military guys that are super, super buff and we've got some not ex-military guys that need a little strength conditioning and I'm probably included in that group. I definitely need more than some of those guys. So, um, it's good to hear and learn. I've really worked on some of my eating habits and trying to improve um, that aspect of life. No, I have not cut out coffee or energy drinks, but we're working on cutting back the soda and all that good stuff. So, um, but that was that. And then Friday was the fun day. Friday was probably my favorite day of all the days. It was also the only day we didn't do any PE and my body was actually able to just rest, which is great. But uh, we um, we dove into the first part. There were two talks. I'm trying to review and think about what we talked about. First talk was on oh, first talk was on ethics. That's what it was. Um, and there's a lot that one. That one just got me thinking. 
because obviously this is not being presented from a Christian perspective. So, you know, when they're defining morals and ethics, um, as very interesting there, you know, there's no reference to God. I think I'm trying to remember, I think their definition of morals was, uh, Ethics was a universal um, system of right and wrong that controls you in your everyday life, and morals was how you act in regard to your society and your profession. So one was for the survival of self, and one was for the survival, I'm sorry, one was for the survival of um, society, and one was for survival of profession, basically. And that was just a very odd definition of it. So that was interesting. I just got to sit and wrestle with that and work through that and look at stuff from a Christian perspective. But then they also like, they did bring stuff up and it kind of bugged me. Cause I think, you know, a couple of the guys, one of two of the instructors said they were Catholic and they're going through and just like, find your support group. You know, religion works for me. And I'm just like, I understand why they say it, but it's just like being a believer that I am, it burns me. They're just like, religion works for me, but it may not for you because I know that faith in Christ is the only option. And I just want to get up there and shout that, but I'm not going to do that. They already, I'm already the weirdo. They were going through, I think it was in the ethics class. And they're talking about like, you know, when you're presenting yourself to the public, how law enforcement looks to the public. And they were just like, does anybody in here not cuss? And I was like the only one that raised my hand. And I was just like, oh, I'm the oddball out now. That's, that's fun. So yay. Um, I got some good looks at that, but hey, they already know I'm the oddball and that's okay. So, but that was that. The ethics talk was, it was good. It was long, but it was, it was um, very informational. Um, helps set a lot of ground rules. And it's one of those things that even if I don't agree with everything, um, there's always stuff I can learn and I have to memorize what they want me to for a test. So, you know, I still have to study anyway for it. And then the second part of the day was much more interesting. We had um, district attorneys come in and talk about a couple Supreme Court cases back in the 1900s or, uh, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the dates I was trying to, but I can't. Anyway, um, they talked about uh, Brady and Giglio, and then there were some others, but those were the two main ones. But basically, they started off talking about everybody knows your Miranda rights. That's what you get read when you know when you get a criminal arrest. Um, you know, right to remain silent, right to counsel, all that good stuff. There's also something called Garrity rights, which are read to you for an internal investigation. So, like for government. When a government employee, let's say, since it's law enforcement, we'd say law enforcement, though they also had some other cases involving like an architect and stuff. But when a law enforcement officer um, is questioned about the performance of his or her duty, her or that officer's Fifth Amendment rights are waived because they can't just keep quiet for the interest, interest of public safety and the interest of the department. They cannot just keep silent and not say what happened. So basically what happens is they have their Fifth Amendment rights, but then they can get sat down by internal investigations and get read their Garrity rights, which basically strips away the Fifth Amendment rights, uh, which is right to remain silent. But it gives them it's it's you have to answer all of our questions related to I should actually pull them up. I don't remember exactly what they are. And I don't have them on my computer, so I can't do that. But there were four the four rights that you have to be read. One was um the specific outlying of this we'll be questioning you about let's say this accident or this use of force incident on this date at this time this location this subject's name then they'll also say um, anything that is divulged any information that is revealed 
through this internal investigation cannot legally be used to prosecute you in a criminal manner. So anything that comes out here, you're safe there. You can't be prosecuted with. And then they have to say two other things. Um, if you don't answer these questions, then you're subject to um, discipline slash termination. And then there's one other administrative thing they have to say, but that's the base of it. The base, the base ones are, they have to ask you specific questions regarding a very specific incident. They can't just ask you whatever they want. Anything that you say, they are constitution or they are legally required to not reveal to a prosecutor. And um, if you, after you've been read your Garrity rights, if you refuse to answer those questions, then you can be terminated um, or disciplined, whatever they see fit. Because part of the problem they were having was <clears throat> there was one court case about a politician who was, I forget exactly the details. There was a politician who had to say or had conflict of interest on something. And the city charter said that he would be fired if he didn't divulge this information. But if he divulged that information, it would put him on or give criminal evidence against himself. It would incriminate himself. And the Supreme Court said that's not legal because that city charter requiring him to speak or lose his office is um, refusing him his Fifth Amendment rights. And then there was another one about an architect who the, uh, not the guild, but the architecture, whatever, what you would call it, association came to him. And a bridge she had built, I think, collapsed or something like that. And three people had been injured. And they were like, okay, hey, we need to know we're not trying to prosecute you. Or they they weren't going to prosecute him, but they had to know, was this your fault? Was it our fault? Or was it just a weird uh, coincidence? But if he would have talked, he might have divulged um, information to him or any information incriminating him. So they turned around and fired him. Which, like, that's, that's a little sketch. So then the Supreme Court said, no, you have to give him Garrity rights so that he can, for the uh, entrance of public safety and future safety of the architecture, he has to answer the questions on what he did and if there's anything he messed up on, but they can't then use that information in a prosecution. The information could still be discovered by a prosecutor, but the internal investigation could not hand over that information to a prosecutor. And there were a couple others, but that was the basis of it. So that was, Garrity rights was... Um, giving any, I think it's any government employee can be given Garrity rights instead of um, Fifth Amendment rights. Interesting. Still working on how I feel about that, but we're working through it. That was interesting. And then the second part of the day or second talk in that series was on uh, Brady Giglio, which was a Supreme Court case about, um, there are actually two Supreme Court cases and there are actually four or five they mentioned, but basically um, withholding information either the officer or the prosecutor withholding information from the defense regarding um, evidence that would be in favor of the defendant, which violated constitutional right to fair representation. So, or equal representation and fair trial. Um, so then they determined that it is, it's the prosecutor's job to gather any evidence, anything that the law enforcement officer does not report can, can get in trouble for, um, you know, if, if, law enforcement officer, let's say you roll up on a scene. This is one of the examples they used. The law enforcement officer gets the call that there's somebody breaking into cars wearing a blue, he's an African-American male wearing a blue sweatshirt and a red hat. And the person gets, their officer gets to the scene and finds somebody breaking into cars who is a Caucasian woman wearing a red t-shirt and a pink cap. Well, those might be the same person, but the information there, the details there were given were different. So then he has to record in his report, I found this person, but they were wearing this and they were um, uh, 
this build, this uh, gender, all this, not what was originally reported. And the, and the prosecutor has to search through that on his end. But it's the law enforcement officer's job to report that. And then the prosecutor then has to hand that over to the defense because that may be, um, it'd be bad for him or bad for the prosecutor, but it may help the defendant. And then the second part of that, uh, that was the Brady case. The Giglio was along the same lines, but it was more related to the credibility of a witness. So if the prosecutor wants to stick somebody on the stand, a witness on the stand that saw this shooting, but at the officer talking to on the scene, um, let's say it was a parent with her two children. And when the incident started, she was looking at her children, but heard everything, but she didn't see how the incident started. She didn't really see who drew first or who shot first. She heard it. Or if the person was sitting inside a car and they couldn't hear, then they only saw, but maybe they could see, but they're both their parents are deaf. So they're really good at lip reading, something like that. Like all these little details, or there was a jet engine flying overhead and you couldn't hear anything. All these details that are kind of like not necessarily upfront and super relevant, but could be very, very important to the credibility of a witness. Or you can go the other way. And if they want to call an officer up to testify, if the officer has done anything in the past, if he's been involved in an um, internal investigation for criminal behavior, or if he's been convicted of something or any um, current pending uh, investigation that's underway, they then have to turn that information over to the defendant too to be sure that um, everything is fair, open, and honest, which that obviously I agree with that. That's really cool. Um, and that is the, that's the government. That is the state prosecutors or county prosecutor, whatever it is. Uh, that is their job. They are required by law to turn that information over. And if they don't, there can be, I mean, on the prosecutor side, they can lose their, um, they can lose their job. They can lose their license to practice. They can be uh, charged with criminal charges. Uh, they'll have their name um, plastered in official reports saying they didn't do their job here. Like it's, instant career ender, possible life ender. And then the law enforcement side, if you can, I mean, you can get in trouble legally. Also, you can lose your state law enforcement certification. You can um, lose your job. You can lose your position. You can get demoted, loss of pay. And even if you don't get fired, if it's something really minor, they can't really fire you for. There are officers that are put, that's like quote unquote Giglio or Brady Giglio positions is what they call them. And it's like you're doing building security or courthouse security or something, or you're not going to be in direct combat with, um, or not direct combat, direct contact with defendants or uh, cases. Because if it comes to that and the prosecutor has to put you on the stand, if you've in past been untrustworthy, then they have to tell the defendant that, and that can instantly drop, basically result in a drop of charges because they don't know if they can trust you. Um, I mean, a good example of this happens. We actually watched a video of this. It was very, very sad. There was an officer, I think in Florida years ago, who, um, I don't we don't know why he did it, but he planted drug evidence in tons of traffic stops. He would pull somebody over and then take them out of the car and then plant the evidence and then arrest them um, for possession. And it was, I mean, it's one of those things where I think one person lost custody of their children. Other people were in jail. And then eventually when they found this, they were able to work with some of the cases and know that it was planted. But I mean, how many hundreds of people did he pull over for possession? And they don't know which of them were framed and which of them weren't. So it totally destroyed the reputation of law enforcement and especially that department. And uh, so it's, it's a huge deal. Oh, honesty in law enforcement is a really big deal. And that's what kind of, even though he was talking about Brady Giglio, that was um, one of his big things. It's just that we are held to such a high standard and we have to be so far above reproach. So that was not really convicting, but very moving and just realizing yeah, you've got to be, it's kind of stressful knowing that now you've got to be on top of your game all the time 
constantly every day. So, um, so yeah, that was the week. And then last night, got to come home, got some ice cream, watched some Stranger Things with the dog, was up late, and then I went to bed and slept and didn't have to get up at 5.30, which was just fantastic. I cannot describe how good of a feeling it is to wake up at 7 and look over at the clock and realize it's 7 and then be like, you know what, I'm still going to go back to sleep and then just go back to sleep. It's, uh, it's an incredible feeling. So yeah, that's happened, and now I'm going to get studying for a test. So now we're up to about 20 minutes runtime, which is significantly better than 14, so or 8. So cool, cool. Alrighty. So now for real, goodbye, and I'll talk to y'all later.